You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this podcast, follow the podcast, and download it wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Music, that's Spotify, that's the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Ooh, 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 this is a, it's not a great Monday, Bo Morgan, not a great Monday if you're a Falcons fan, but I want to start by saying this. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons lose yesterday, final score 35-17, the Cincinnati Bengals take the game at home. I want to start out by saying this. Am I disappointed? Yes. But I think this matchup was not good for us. And it got even worse when your two starting cornerbacks go out and basically miss the entirety of the game because A.J. Terrell went out what? He went out in the first or second quarter. So he he missed the entire second half. I know that much. I just can't remember if it was the first or second quarter. Yeah, he played like eight out. snaps. I mean, he didn't play a lot. He played pretty much eight snaps. He played pretty much the first series and a half, and then that was it. So uh, you ba- you basically missed AJ Terrell for the entire game. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty yeah. positive that was. I mean, um, he had one tackle in the game, but I, I want to say he got hurt so early. Yeah. Um, in the game, it was you know that. Look, that was, you know, it was a supposedly a quad last week. This week it was a hamstring. But, I mean, you know, he was out. At, he was ruled out at 126, or before that, 125 yesterday, um, which, you know, he was out pretty early. And um, he was – you went basically the entire game. And Cornell Armstrong at times was lined up against Jamar Chase yesterday. And – Honestly, that's a severe mismatch. <laughs> yes, it's, well, it's just a, I mean, Jamar Chase is a mismatch yeah. for pretty much anyone Anybody. other than a yeah. few guys. Exactly. We even talked about how it might not have been a good matchup for AJ. Right, exactly. Um, because of the way these two guys the, the, their 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 strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not a knock on AJ. 
but yeah, you were at a severe disadvantage in, in the secondary, and um, and now you've got to worry about moving forward. Uh, you know, Mike Ford left with an ankle injury. Yep. Um, you don't know when. You know, Casey Hayward's out for another three games. You yep. don't know what the latest on AJ is. Nope. Dylan Hawkins went out with a head injury yesterday, or you know, possible head injury. They were evaluating him. He never returned. He was questionable. Of course, there's no reason to really return him. So you're really banged up in a secondary, and that's yeah. uh, it's a key vital part of uh, of a defense, of any defense, especially this Falcons one, as they continue to kind of be hot and cold with getting pressure. And they brought pressure yesterday and couldn't. You know, they tried to bring pressure, and they were trying to de- to disguise things and. And um and, and they just couldn't and the Bengals you know Arch talked about it, the Bengals did a good job of finding the finding the the soft spots and and what they were doing and and just sitting there and Burrow did a great job of finding him. It was just a bad yep. matchup all the way around. Yeah, and I, I do want to say this. It again back to the point of it. It was a bad matchup. I'm not too concerned about you know mainly what I saw on Sunday, but there are some things that I saw yesterday that did concern me. So as far as what didn't concern me, what happened in the secondary, giving up the big plays, they they started out, you know, in, in a kind of a in a zone and trying to keep things in front of them. And Burrow just dinked them and dunked them down the field to death, and they scored anyway. Then when they tried to match up and play man coverage, then they hit the big plays over the top. And Dave Archer said on the broadcast, you're kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't. So that's something that doesn't really concern me. When it comes to the secondary and giving up big plays and things of that nature, you really just didn't have the personnel to match up with the Cincinnati Bengals. That just is what it is. We're going to call a spade a spade on here. However, the thing I was concerned about, Bo Morgan, I want I want you to let me know if you're concerned about the same thing. Our pass protection really showed, and I know they had been struggling, you know, up to this point a little bit. We just hadn't had to run, uh, throw the ball very much because we were running the ball so well. However, the Cincinnati Bengals did a good job of stopping the run yesterday and not let us run the ball all over them. So we did have to throw the ball some, and Marcus Mariota did not have a lot of time in some of these situations. And our pass protection really showed that it still needs a lot of work. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's funny all of a sudden now people people are realizing and recognizing something that I've been talking about for a little while now. I mean, um, you know, it's it's not new. It's the reason why the offense has been is is not well. You know, Arthur Smith. Let's get this part. Arthur Smith wants to run the ball. That's who he is. Yes, that's what he's done. But everyone wants to make this out to be a quarterback issue. Oh, he's limited. He's limited. He's oh. not limited. You've seen the last few weeks. He's not a limited passer. Look at the deep ball he just hit to Demir Bird yesterday. That was a dot. That was a dime. It was, yeah, it was absolutely a dime. It was a perfect throw. It was a perfect route ran. Demir Bird's a guy that's fast enough. But there's a lot of, you know, what's what's killing me with this is there's a lot of two man routes and and max protect um, passing uh, calls or, or plays or whatever you want to say. When they drop it to pass, there's a lot of 
Max protecting there, and they're still getting pressure on our quarterback. The offensive line has been heralded as fixed, and yeah, they're a much more physical running, coming off the ball, running the and running game team. Right. But they're not that team uh, in the passing game. And everyone wants to blame the quarterback. Well, why could they do it with Matt, not with Marcus? Because they're different guys. Matt was a traditional drop-back passer. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't spread it out because of how quickly he he would get the ball out. But with Marcus, you want to – you can you you have more of a run options and and you're doing more of what Arthur of an Arthur Smith based offense wants to do. Yep. Um, I don't think this is a limited thing. I, everyone wants to see Ritter. What are you going to see from Ritter when you have to max for you're going it's it, this you're not going to Mark Desmond Ritter's not going to step on the field and all of a sudden you're five wide and you're running this spread formation <laughs> offense like everyone thinks. Desmond Ritter is not going to come in here and just be a gunslinger like Matt Ryan was. He wasn't or he's a not gunslinger gonna... in college. Why would he be now? Exactly. So it, it really just doesn't make any sense about why everybody is so gung-ho about seeing Desmond Ritter. Well, you know me, why. It, you know it's why. Gonna, it's going to look worse if you see Desmond Ritter right now. I'm not sure if he's ready. I mean, if, if he was ready, maybe Arthur Smith would be putting him out there. But guess what? He ain't ready. And I... And to be honest, I don't want to see Desmarita behind this offensive line right now when he's going to have to throw the ball, if he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. he he's just It's not a situation that Desmarita needs to come into right now. Marcus Mariota, Falcons fans, get this in your head. Marcus Mariota right now gives us the best chance to win. He's going to be out there. This offense works with him. It's not all on Marcus Mariota. That offensive line did a bad job of protecting him in obvious passing situations yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals defense did a good job of stopping the run, held the Falcons who were up near, uh, you know, the 160, the 160 170 uh, rushing yards per game range. They were held to 107 yesterday. The Bengals did a good job. You have to give us some credit to them. They got, they started out fast. They made big plays. That put us behind the eight ball. Just straight up, this team is not built to be in a shootout. And that's what the Bengals were trying to put you in yesterday. And the Falcons just aren't built like that. That's not the kind of game they want to play. They want to play a smash mouth, run, possession, control the clock type of game. And they weren't able to do that yesterday. And we see the outcome. So Desmond Ritter is not fixing all our problems. And any Falcons fans that thinks that just needs to understand the reality. He's a rookie quarterback. He's going to be very green. He's not going to be able to make the plays that Marcus Mariota has been making. He's not going to be able to make the runs and escapes that Marcus Mariota has been making. Uh, you know, he, maybe he'll be able to make some of the throws, but he's going to be moving a lot slower because he's thinking a lot more. So it's just not a good situation well, for Desmond Ritter to start right now. He's not ready. I think I think Desmond can. I think I think Desmond Ritter has a chance to be a really good player in this league. Yes, I think Desmond Ritter can move in the pocket. I think he could do some of the runs. I don't think he's as good of a runner. But there's no package that you're going to put Desmond Ritter in that's going to be different than what you're doing with Marcus. That's one of the reasons why you went and got a guy like Desmond Ritter to back up Marcus. Right. The, the, the fact of the matter is, isn't about the throws he can and can't make. It's about his maturity and being ready. Right. And honestly, it even goes a step further for me with knowing how to move protections, having the chemistry with certain guys. There's just a lot that goes into it. And to think that every guy that's a third-round pick is going to step in and be Russell Wilson, every guy that's not drafted in the first round as a quarterback is going to step in and be Tom Brady, just doesn't work that way. I mean, you 
it you know this team right now is built a lot like Baltimore was well is and is done early in their in the the Lamar Jackson era where they want to run heavy and they throw minimally. It's just how they're doing it. We've got to stop crying for the backup quarterback every time we lose a game. <laughs> Last I checked, you're three and four. You're tied for the division lead with Tampa yep. Bay, who was also three and four, who also lost yesterday. And also, they looked abysmal yesterday. Look, too. They look worse than us. <laughs> this is one of those – well, they played a worse team. And this was yeah, just yeah. a simple, bad matchup. Yep. I mean, it, it, it just simply is what it is. The funny part is I think Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than Marcus Mario. There's no doubting that. Right. But people are, I hear the same people crying for Mariota to be benched. I've said, hey, let's sign Lamar Jackson. They used him as a running back at times yesterday. Yep. It's just that's how their offense is set up. That's similar to what this offense is. We do have more weapons. I don't know. I, I'm just over – I want to talk about the game. I don't want to talk about the yeah. damn quarterback and whatever the situation is. Because it's not all of the problems. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, yesterday was the classic example of wrong place, wrong time. Bad yeah. matchup from what they want to do. Let's put it this way. The bad matchup is they want it, they're a team that's set up for a shootout, and once it got 14 nothing, you knew this was headed to trouble. Yep. That being said, you came in. Really banged up in one area. It's no excuse. We took advantage of that last week with San Francisco while yeah. we also had our own injuries. But right. that being said, it's a bad matchup. There's still so much in front of you. Now you just have to turn around, move forward, and look at next week and getting it four and four. This is one where I normally say the 24 – I don't even care about the 24-hour rule. And I don't know what Arthur Smith's going to do. But personally, right. if I was the coach, which I'm glad I'm not because I don't know near enough about football to be a – a coach uh, in the NFL, but I wouldn't even watch film. Other than some technique stuff, if I saw guys with bad technique, I would do that in 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 uh you know individual position rooms. Like, hey, you know, let's go over let's go over some technique stuff. That's that's the only thing I would take away. Everything else, throw out the film, just turn around, and let's literally look right at Carolina. Let's get ready for Carolina, because that's all that matters. Continuing to try to win this division, moving forward, it's all you need to worry about. The rest of it, it's done, it's over. Yep. It's it's just it's just over. You don't even need to worry about it. There's no need to talk about it. There's no need to watch film as a team. Nope. Look at your technique stuff, uh, maybe some missed assignments, that kind of stuff, things that you can improve going forward next week, everything else, burn the film. Just flush it down the toilet, burn it. Don't want to see it again because, like you said, there there's stuff on there that you just there's there's nothing you can do about. I mean, you can't do anything about arguably being without your best three corners for the entirety of the game. I mean, I, Darren Holland, D. Alford, they're kind of a one A one B type, but you didn't have AJ Terrell, you didn't have Casey Hayward, you didn't have D. Alford, and then you're going with your your next 
best three guys, you know, which aren't bad. I don't want to say they're bad, but they're just, again, it's a bad matchup. And Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, which Dave Archer said on the broadcast that I agree with, all three guys on a different team could each be number one wide receivers. That's how good that trio is, and that's how good they individually are. They could all be number ones. So that's what it was. You, 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 you got, they started out fast, which they couldn't do. That was one of our keys to the game. You had to limit big plays. I know you said that, Squid Billy. They couldn't do that. And, yeah, just, just time to move on. You got Carolina, a winnable game at home next week. And you move on to that, focus on doing that, get back to four and four, and everything's still in front of you. So no need to panic. No need to bust out the freaking backup quarterback. And we'll move on. But we can break down the game a little bit here, Bo Morgan. And we're going to start by doing that with squid sequences. I know you have two sequences. One that helped us get back in the game and one that kind of lost us the game. So if you don't mind elaborating on that, let's go ahead and start Sid's squids. I said said it like you. You said Sid's last week or a couple days ago. Squids sequences. Yeah, it's um, look, it's pretty simple. I'm going to give you uh. I wanted to start positive. Let's just start with the sequences the sequences that really cost the team the game. Yeah. You started both halves with three and outs. You started the first half with uh it might have been a five and out, and I'm gonna get it here. Um so you started the first you're down seven nothing. Your uh Cincinnati goes what, eighty four yards? Um in, in four plays, the big play was um, the long touchdown pass to, what was it, Boyd, yep. where you just felt you, you, Richie Grant falls down. You get the ball, boom, five plays, 18 yards, you punt. You got one first down, you got a punt. Turn around, they go 11 plays, 75 yards, score another touchdown, it's 14 nothing. What do you do? You go three and out. Boom. They get the ball again, and they're up 21 nothing. And now, finally, you're able to get something out of that, and you get the touchdown and make it 21-7. But that is essentially the way you started both, both, both halves because to start the second half, you, you, you had another issue where you start with two three-and-outs. They go score one touchdown. Boom, it's 35 to 17. So, honestly, the sequence is there is you just can't afford when you're playing an offense like that to, to, to allow touchdown drives and in turn your offense give you eight plays, which equals one first down and no points. That's unacceptable. That is something you got to work on, and it just it, it hurts you. You started both halves that way and it, it ended up it was the difference in the game because think about it i'm going to get to how you got the, the score to 28 17 at halftime that's the other yeah. sequence i want to be a positive right but those sequences are just you just can't have those nope. and you know you can blame play calling you can it's it's execution in the in the long run yeah and and whoever you want to blame for it blame that's on you it's a team sport. I'm blaming 11 players on offense. 
that were on the field and 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 the offensive coaching staff. Arthur Smith's a part of that. He he knows it. He takes blame for it. Not that I'm a, I'm not saying anything like you know like that, right. that's not you know not a known thing, but yeah. it is just it's just one of those deals where that's the situation. That's what happens, and you know it costs you the game uh, because honestly your defense did a good enough job in the second half. I don't mm-hmm. know how you know you 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 came up with a big fourth down stop, couldn't yeah. do anything with the ball. Um, after they scored a touchdown, they go down. It's it's thirty five seventeen. They got it. They, there's it's fourth down, and instead of kicking a field goal and going up, they went for it. Nothing. Now I want to talk about the sequence that I thought was very important, which showed what this team has been. Yes, all year long. Some fighters, some scrappers. Fighters, scrappers, great. I love it, but something it was it, it got you back in the game, which kept everyone tuned in after halftime. And let's get right. to that. You're down twenty eight seven. You you scored. You make it twenty one seven. They go right back down the field. Great catch by Jamar. Perfect ball placement. You know you brought pressure. You made them beat you with a go route or fade, whatever you want to call it, and chase. On it was actually really good coverage. It Just was a great play by yeah. Burrow and and Chase, two of the best in the business right now. That's quickly. That's one of those things that they say in basketball a lot: good defense, but better offense. That was one of those deals. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get to it. Right, you get the ball back. You're down twenty-eight-seven, and I guess Arthur Smith decided for this play he would trust his quarterback. According yeah. to the, the experts out there who say he doesn't <laughs> trust him. And he throws a dime to Demir Bird running mm. the post route. I mean, Demir Bird is a speedy guy. Yeah. He's he's missed he's missed some games. He's been inactive for some games, but but Marcus just dropped in his bread basket and Demir Bird's speed, he just outran everyone. I knew it is immediately, immediately I knew, boom, he's gone. And and it was a great, great throw and catch. Now you get it to 28-14. Right, yep. you you kick off your ape. Your defense comes up with a huge stop. Yes, and you're and you go. Well, you know, what are we gonna do here? What are we gonna do here? Exactly. And you 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 punt the ball to Avery. They they punt to us to Avery Williams, and Avery Williams, man, just I thought he was gonna take that to the house. He was close. He was. I mean, another. Big punt return by Avery Williams, and yep. it's just what he's done all year. A 56-yard mm-hmm. punt return. I say all year. The last three or four games, he has really come on as a great returner. Yeah, but he's, he's made at least one one big return each game, like the last, like you said, three or four weeks. Yeah, three straight weeks I can come. Remember, he, yep. he was a sequence last week. Flipping yep. the field allowed you to get out of your own end zone, and boom, yep. this time – he got two prompt returns yesterday. Um, he had a, this was a fifty-six yarder and new career long, a third straight week. He third straight week. He said yep. a new um, career, career long. long in punt return. Now up to fifty-six, literally puts the ball inside the Mercedes Benz drive zone. Yep. Um, and there's three seconds I think left on the clock. Boom! You kick the young way. Coop comes in, kicks the field goal. And you go into halftime and you're in the game. 
it was a great play. It was it was a sequence in the game where Demir Bird, uh, uh, Marcus Mario to hook up for the big touchdown pass. You get a three and out, and then boom, you get a huge punt return, and but not, I don't know if it's a three and out, but you get a stop. You get a right. huge punt return, and you kick the field goal, and you're back in this game at halftime. It's only a two-score game. And you're getting point. the football at, after uh, first and third quarter. Yeah, and it, it feels like you're building momentum. And then the sequence we talked about earlier where three and outs to start the halves killed this Falcons team yesterday. That was a big deal. That was a real thing that hurt this team. But it was just one of those deals where – you know, those sequences kept you, and that was the fight this team has had. And this team hung in there all day long. I mean, I know that it seemed out of hand at times, but they fought, they scratched, they clawed to try to keep this game as well as they could. And that was another perfect example. That is what makes this team fun to watch. They never give up. And those are squid yes. sequences of the game. I mean, it, 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 it seems simplistic, but look, three and outs when you needed mm-hmm. to go down and get points and possessed the ball, killed you, and then we showed you what was able to get you back in the game. But ultimately, the empty possessions, we haven't talked a lot about empty possessions this year. Today, it reared its ugly head for, for really one of the, the, the first times glaringly all year. And uh, you were just out. You just they had too much firepower offensively. They've got three receivers who we talked about it on the um, – on the broadcast could all be pretty much ones. You know, yeah. Bull, uh, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins are all guys who were first or second round picks. And they play like it with the number one overall pick in 2020 of Joe Burrow, who who had his last five games coming in. And they got off to the bad one. But their last five games, he had 10 touchdowns and one interception. And he turned around and backed it up with another big day. And you talk about all three guys being able to be number ones. Let's chalk up some numbers to uh, help defend that. Tyler Boyd, eight receptions, 155 yards. Yes, obviously the longest was that 60-yard touchdown uh, reception. Jamar Chase, eight receptions, 130 yards. He had two touchdowns, including a large, long, uh, I was almost a 40-yard touchdown. I think it was like 37 or something like that. Or he, he had a long touchdown reception, too, being the point. T. Higgins almost had 100 yards, five receptions, 93 yards. For T. Higgins. So, again, all these guys could be number one. And with, your, you know, your main corners um, being being injured yesterday, again, can't stress enough that we just – we got injured at the wrong – in the wrong position at the wrong time. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But, again, Squid, we were in it. Like you said, going into halftime, you felt really good. And I, I think you're spot on because you come out – you really needed some form of points. You even need touchdown would have been extremely nice to you know make it a, a you know a four point a four point game at that point. If you uh yeah yeah four point game if, if field goal game if you uh go for two in that situation which they might have done, but also even come away with a field goal to make it a you know a still a one a one score game would have made it twenty to twenty eight. You know that would have been big, but to get no points and then have them come right back and score a touchdown, it really just deflated all momentum that you had built up right there before the end of the half. So I think you're spot on uh, with your sequences. So tough, tough matchup for the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, and a, and a tough, tough outcome. But again, it, it, we have to, we got to move on, flush the film, and because everything is still in front of you. 
Um, now, the only thing, and we touched on this at the beginning, and you know, we can touch on it a little bit more. The only thing I'm I'm concerned about is the long term health of AJ Terrell, which we aren't we aren't sure about yet. Um, the long term health of D Alford because he was inactive yesterday. You know, is he going to miss another game, or will he be back next week? So I think these are some things to really look out for in this coming week because even though the the Panthers you know seem like they're they're thrown in the towel they're giving up on the season which they're not by the way I mean just look at what happened yesterday obviously this is a football team that is still playing for something and still playing to win and don't look now but the Carolina Panthers they're a game out of first place too I mean you know they're they're sitting at uh what two and two and four now or two and five or something like that so they're they're not a bad they're they're right there in uh, in the division hunt as well. So you got to take care of business next week. But are you concerned at all? I mean, I know it's hard to tell now, but are you concerned at all with, you know, the A.J. Terrell injury being long term or the, or the D. Alford uh, injury being anything of anything of long term? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely concerned. It's two weeks in a row. We, we've not A.J.'s not finished the game. And yeah, and I think it's something you got to monitor. Uh, and that might have been something that we did that 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 happened yesterday, where they said, you know what, shutting you down, you know, you we, we need you to get healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at, and I think I think we've seen, you know, like with Kyle, Kyle missed the game in what Tampa, I think. Um, yeah, and then he was back the next week with a hamstring, so that could be the same thing with D. Alford. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 obtuse not to be, um, you know, concerned with with AJ. He's Probably, yeah. I mean, he's your second best player on defense. There's no, yeah. there's no getting around it. He hasn't had the best of years. Hasn't had his best year. Um, it, but but he's been he's been still been good, and he's still a top tier cornerback in, in in this league. So yeah, you have to be. And look, this Carolina Carolina just went down and shut down a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and and three receivers mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. Who well, two of the which two yeah, Evans and Godwin can. Can play anywhere. Yep. So there is always you should you should be concerned. It's a good defense they got. Carolina, you know, maybe they're feeling a little bit of a bump. Um, you know, Baker didn't play yesterday. Maybe Baker Mayfield was the problem there too. I I don't know. Chuba um, Hubbard even looked good yesterday running the ball for the Panthers. So you know, maybe maybe Chuba Hubbard's got a little uh extra juice in him, knowing that he's going to have a role on this team now, a bigger role on this team, knowing Christian McCaffrey's gotten traded. So, Well, you know, Chuba Hubbard might have started, but Deontay Foreman. Oh, he had a good game too, yeah. He was, well, a good game. Hell, he ran for 118 yards. They ran the ball for 173 yards yesterday. P.J. Walker was minimal, but they did a good job of shutting down the running game of Tampa. Yeah. Um, they held, uh, you know, Evans and Goblin to both under 100. I know Evans, I think, dropped a big play. Could have been better. But th- this Carolina team's feeling – they're going to be coming in here, feeling themselves, saying, hey, yep. we win here. We could be in second place or tied for first place. And, by the way, exactly. Carolina is 2-0 and in the NFC South. Yep. They, they actually are the only team in the NFC South undefeated within the division. So, there's – you know, there's a lot to, to take into that. Can't don't again, don't get caught up in all that. Don't nope. get overly deflated by this loss, and don't be overly confident that you're coming back home where you've won two in a row for the first time in years, maybe since the Georgia Dome. I, I don't think that's true. I do believe they won two in a row in seventeen. Yeah. But don't get over 
your skis. Don't yep. get down the dumps. You're never as good as you think when you're up. It's never as good as you think. And when it's right. down, you're never, it's never as low as you think. Right. Get back even kill. Let's, let's, let's turn the page to Carolina. Let's look ahead to Carolina because it's Carolina week. Let's not get overly negative. Let's not talk about changing everything. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what we're doing. And let's go next week. We got two straight home games. We've got three games in a row that are all winnable. Yep. Let's take care of business. And in three and four four weeks from now, let's be talking about four, five. Let's be talking about six and four. Yep. Or five and five at the worst. Yep. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. be talking about that. Let's not let's not talk about anything else. I don't want to talk about so, anything else. Let's not talk about backup quarterbacks three. anymore or anything like that. We need to be talking about six and four, five and five, and how we make a playoff run. That's what we need to be talking about. That's right. All right. We will start talking about the Carolina Panthers and the matchup they possess a little bit uh next uh on Wednesday in our next episode. We'll definitely get a lot into that on Friday as we get ready for the Carolina Panthers. And as Bo touched on, too, we'll get into the favorable schedule here coming up in the next few weeks and how we can be talking about six and four or five and five at the absolute worst. So, Falcons fans, don't panic. The Panthers helped you out this uh, past week, beating the Bucks, the team that was in front of you or right next to you. So they're still right next to you, tied atop the NFC South. Now you got the Carolina Panthers coming in. That's a winnable game. And everything is still in front of you. So, woo Falcons fans, don't panic. We're still good. No need to talk about any nonsense right now. And we won't talk any nonsense on Peachtree Football. But we will talk to you on Wednesday about everything still being in front of the Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk a little bit about the Carolina Panthers as well. But until we talk to you guys next time, for Squid Billy, Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. We are Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this podcast. Follow the podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. That's on Apple Podcasts. That's on Spotify, the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. So make sure you don't miss a single episode of Peace Street Football. And until we talk to you guys next time, go Falcons. Stay calm. Peace.